Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. Living a Life Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Bishop. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're hanging out with us. And the goal of this podcast is really to equip you to live a life that is unhindered and unleashed. I pray that something you hear compels you to take action, to play full out and live fully into who you were created to be. And for those of you who've been tuning in over the past several weeks, I have loved hearing from you and how you're taking steps to living a life unleashed. Just a reminder that we are on iTunes and Google Play. Please leave comments when you listen and feel free to email me at lisabishop at livingalifeunleashed.com if you have a topic you'd love discussed on the show and let your friends know about the podcast and share the love. Okay, well, you guys, you are in for a treat today because on today's show is my friend and best-selling author, speaker, singer, and television presenter, Michelle McKinney-Hammond. I can hear the crowd going wild right now, Michelle. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think so. But seriously, sister, you have been one of the most influential voices for women over the past several decades. Wow. It's true, and you continue to be. Well, a little bit more about Michelle. She, as I said, is a best-selling author with over 40 books, selling 2 million-plus copies worldwide, including best-selling titles The Diva Principle, Sassy, Single and Satisfied, 101 Ways to Get and Keep His Attention, and Secrets of an Irresistible Woman. She's an Emmy Award-winning TV host, international speaker, singer, and life and relationship coach. And Michelle's mission is to offer insights, clarity, and strategies to empower and transform men and women all over the world to live and love to their fullest potential, which I think we have something in common there because Mm -hmm. the goal of this podcast is to inspire people to play full out into their potential as well. Most definitely. I I want people to live their God-intended life. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures that I've been dwelling on recently is in Ephesians 1, 4, the message version that says, you know, long before God laid the earth's foundations, he had us in mind and he had settled on us as the focus of his love Mm. to be made whole and holy by his love. So he had an intention for us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And so what is that intention? That's what we need to get to. And that's when life is lived full on. Yeah. And so how do we, we'll just jump right in. How how do we get to that intention? Well, you know, it really takes wiping the the slate clean of what your intentions are. Hmm. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who had grown a little disgruntled and impatient with life because she's kind of in that shifting of seasons and doesn't really know what's going on in her life and where she's going. So she started kind of like uh, settling for little crumbs along the way and doing things she shouldn't do, dipping and dabbling. And she says, what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? I said, it's because you're visionless. Hmm, interesting. And so she says, well, you know, I just feel like God should have done this in my life by now and that in my life by now. And I'm disappointed he didn't give my uh, my son a father. And so I asked her, I said, well, do you think that if God felt that your son needed a father that he would have given him one? She said, well, that's what I thought. I said, so obviously that's not what he thinks he needs right now. 
because he promises to supply all of our needs, not our wants, but our needs. Yeah. You know, so that being the case, I, I told her, you know, I think about this scripture that uh, when Jonah was in the belly of the whale, he said, I come to realize that those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. So I asked God one day, what is the idol? What is the idol that we cling to? How do we miss the grace? He said the the biggest idol in most people's lives is the vision of the life they thought they should have. That's good. Yeah. You know, my life was supposed to look like this. And while you're focused on your intention of what your life should look like, you miss the grace that Hmm. God has provided. You miss the graces that he's put into your life that should make it rich and fulfilling. But of course, if you've decided you want a banana and somebody gives you beautiful Bing cherries, you can't really appreciate those cherries because you have decided it should be all about the banana. You you understand what I'm saying? No, I've so- <laughs> been there. No, I've been there. I've, I just had this conversation with a friend the other night mm-hmm. who... Frankly, she said she's a little bit angry with God right now sure. because a lot of people are right. He hasn't showed up in you know this way with her family, with her other relationships, and so mm-hmm. forth. So there, she's just kind of at a stalemate with God, where she's just decided to kind of throw her hands up, mm-hmm. and she's just really missing out. Yeah, yeah, and in, you know the the thing is, I always tell people, don't ask why, ask God what. Hmm. You know, don't ask why isn't this happening in my life. Why haven't I been doing this? Or why did you allow this to happen? But ask God, what is it that you want me to see? How do you want me to grow? How do you want to glorify yourself in this situation? And what is it I'm really supposed to be getting? Yeah. You know, am I, I'm missing something here. So what is it I'm supposed to be getting? I mean, like, Lisa, you know my life. I was here. I was I was a member of Park Community Church, which I still absolutely adore and miss passionately. We adore you. Oh, I love my pastor, <laughs> Jackson Crumb. He's still my pastor. But, you know, um, God moved me to Ghana uh, six years ago. And I have no idea at the time why I was there. And it's just now becoming clear six years later oh, this is what you want me to do? And you know what? It wasn't on my list. It wasn't on my bucket list. It wasn't on any list or intention that I had. But can I tell you that it is fabulous and that I, you know, I think maybe about two months ago, I got up and I went, something's different in my life. What is it? And it sprung out of my heart. Wow, I am so happy. (laughs) And I was like, really happy. And, you know, it was like once I realized that I, I don't know why I had to wait to realize it. Mm-hmm. I'd been happy for a while, but it finally dawned on me that I was actually excruciatingly happy. Wow. And I, I just, I found myself saying to God every day, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this amazing life. Who, who could have thunk it? Who would have come up with a life like this? Certainly not me. And that's the grace we miss when we insist on our lives looking a certain way. And we don't allow God to move the blocks and the people and situations around in our lives to expose something greater than what we had in mind. Yeah, I love that because, and I love, I think everyone can relate to we miss out when we're so focused on the way we think life should be. And also, I don't think we really think about the reality that life is often disappointing. 
Very. Like it's going to be disappointing. Yes. That's yeah. built in. That's built into the whole it thing. It just is. But sometimes we get surprised when we're yes. disappointed. But that, like, that's life, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, we have to be able to surrender, like, our, our plan and really be open-handed to what does God have? Because oftentimes it's, well, not often, all the time mm-hmm. is much better. But one other thing that you said that really struck me is that it took five or six years yes. for you to actually come to the realization and maybe even the appreciation. Mm-hmm. that, wow, God, actually, you, I was wondering why, mm-hmm. and it wasn't revealed until five or six years later. So talk a little bit about that, because I think one of the things mm-hmm. that we wrestle with in life is waiting. Yeah. Like, we want to know now. I want to see the picture now, and we get a little bit demanding. Well, everything in life is 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 geared towards the quick solution. I mean, our computers work fast, and when they get slow, we go buy another one because it's moving too slow. The phone is too slow. The Wi-Fi is too slow. And, you know, everything is instant, 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 but life doesn't work that way, and that's the deception that the enemy paints on our souls. You know, based on all this technical, natural stuff, the spirit realm doesn't work that way. It is a, a process. God is a God of process. And I know we would like to skip the process, but we don't get to skip the process. And so what we have to do is realize, um, what is this? Someone said, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Right. Um, Enjoy the view along the way. You know, stop insisting that this has to happen by now. I mean, I just turned 60, Lisa, you know. And girl, and can I just say, you guys, <laughs> this girl does not age. I, this, the show is not about ages, you know, <laughs> secrets and aging, but I, I want to know yours off the record. But yeah, uh, yes. so you just turned 60. And, and you know, I'm still not married. I don't have any children. Well, now I've got at least 20 children in Ghana, you know, that I'm mentoring and raising up. And that's enough motherhood for me about now, I'm telling you. But, you know. I, there were times earlier in my life when I was struggling with singlehood and going, well, why? Not knowing what God had for me down the road, not knowing I'd ever get to a place where when someone said to me, well, what's going on? And I go, child, I don't even have time for me. I don't even know where I'd put him. And that's not to say that I don't, I'm not still slightly interested. Sure. But I, I just believe that marriage shouldn't be a goal anyway, that marriage should be an inspiration of when you meet someone and say, wow, I'd like to do life with this person, that they inspire the desire for marriage in you, as opposed to you putting it on the list of required things that you must achieve in your lifetime. Or to be happy. that just sets you up for disappointment. Right. Like I'll only be happy if If. I'm married. Marriage is not a qualifier. It's not an accomplishment, you know, and there are a lot of unhappy married people. So we know that marriage is not the thing that's going to make your life. But if you insist that it is, it will probably unmake you and break you instead of make you. But all of that to say is if we're dealing with process, then that means that we really got to lean into the heart of God and learn to trust him. And, you know, my whole thing is all things work to the good. All things work to the Romans good. Romans 8, All things work to yeah. the good. Anytime that I don't understand something, I go, I need to get some popcorn and watch this movie just a little longer to see what the end is going to be. Because God knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly where he wants Michelle to end up. And he knows exactly what it takes to get me exactly where he wants me to be. And he knows that when I get there, I will like it just as much as he does. But I have no idea in the meantime. If, if, if anybody out there that's listening is a parent, you know that there are things you've planned for your children. And sometimes they're kicking and screaming and they don't want to go where you want them to go. But when they get there, wow, mommy, thank you. You know, and it's the same thing with God. So it really comes down to deepening our love walk with him, 
learning to trust him. And in those moments when we can't see what's going on, what's that song? If you can't see his hand, trust his heart. Hmm. And know that he's taking you to a place that's above and beyond what you imagine. Yeah. It's just that simple. But the process of getting there, that's an act of maturity, actually. Talk a little bit about that, because would you say, I mean, I, I would assume that, you know, you've, you've come to this revelation, I've come to this revelation, and then I have temporary amnesia, and mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm kind of back in the place of demand and mm-hmm. all these other things. But talk a little bit about the process of maturing. What does that, what does that look like? Um, it's dying slowly every day. <laughs> That's yeah. maturing. You know, and I made up my mind a long time ago. I did not know what the heck I was doing, period. And I just had to turn it over to God. You know, and I have amazing people in my life and I could look at their lives and compare and say, well, that person's doing that and they got there faster than I did. And why is that happening? And I've done that. But, you know, God spoke to me one day and he said, Michelle, you are in a state of envy. And envy is when you think that you could have done it better than that person. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some hard truth right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you think that you could have done it better than that person, but that person's on a completely different path, and that's not the path I've carved for you. So stay in your lane. Let them stay in their lane, because we can't all do the same thing. If we're kingdom-minded, now we're getting into being kingdom-minded, we all have a place where we fit. And there's all something, there's, everyone has something that they contribute in only the way that they can contribute it. But sometimes the lessons have to be learned to refine that thing that he wants to use you to present to others. Because if you just presented a truth with no story, it's very hard for people to receive. And so if we're really looking at our lives as, and we pray, oh God, use me. And that is not uh, just ministry on a platform. That's every single person in right. every walk of life. If they pray that prayer, God's going to give you a story. And the story is the process. Because have you ever been to a movie and nothing happened? Yeah. That'd be no, a boring movie. No, I would probably walk out. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we've got, we've got to accept the fact that life is a process and God is processing us so that when we get to a specific place, when we're sure in our testimony, because we have the story. Yeah, no, that's so true. And that the story includes suffering. It includes yes. some drama. It includes loss. It includes pain. And sometimes I think we want to kind of get through life unscathed, and we don't. But that, there's no refining in that. I mean, have you ever met? Because there are some people that don't go through anything, and they're pretty obnoxious. <laughs> they have no character. They have no integrity. You know, they've got no roots because mm. nothing has refined them. So if, if you're feeling a little battered about, um, you should rejoice in the fact that you're being refined and that you're going to have a beautiful character that God can present to someone. Yeah, and it's building. And, you know, I've been following Christ for 20 years now, and mm-hmm. and I'm still learning. I think, oh, my goodness, why am I back to this place of unbelief or, mm-hmm. God, are you really in this or, you know, worry or anxiety? Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep going back to God's truth. It's not like we— learn God's truth, and then we're, yeah. we're good to go. We have to keep being filled up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like a workout, isn't it? You know, you start at one space and you think, oh, my God, my muscles are killing me. And you get past that. And then your trainer adds weight. And he says, OK, let's take it up a notch. You know, and that's the way God is. OK, you've mastered that. Now let's take it up a notch. Let me add 10 more pounds. Let's add 15. 
Let's see how strong you get. Let's 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 build another muscle. Let's deal, build a different part of your character, a different part of your spirit so that, uh, you know, we're working the arms, we're working the legs, we're working the different parts. It's the same thing. If we just look at that, uh, you know, he gives us a core, that central belief system in the core, but then he starts to build our extremities to make them just as strong as the core. And so either we're willing to go through the exercise with him, but we miss out on the reward of being a beautiful body for him. Right. Or, you know, I've done this before too. I'm like, gosh, God, you came through. I wish I would have trusted you the whole mm-hmm. way. Like, why did I do Isn't it so that? embarrassing, isn't it? I'm thinking, <laughs> seriously, have I learned nothing? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, that I, I try and catch my mindset because we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and yeah. catching these, these thoughts that have just kind of created these grooves in mm-hmm. our mind that we go to. But one thing when I think about it is, Rather than saying, why is this happening to me? Really saying, God, why is this happening for me? Yeah. Because if I really believe, which is hard to believe sometimes, Mm -hmm. that God is always for me, but He is. But in my humanness, I have, again, temporary amnesia. Mm -hmm. But okay, how how are you working out this situation for my good? Yeah. Yeah. And and He always does, Lisa. I mean, if you just look back, I would say everyone should have a faith trophy case. Just think back over the last time your hair was on fire about something and it worked out, you know, and you go, my God, how many times am I going to do this? And we read in the Bible, and go, those stupid Israelites, I mean, after he parted the Red Sea, what else could he have wanted them to do? You know, they could have wanted him to do. I mean, they should have just finished it right there. I mean, after the Red Sea, I mean, how could you ever doubt God again? And they did. Yeah. And we do the same thing. You know, I wrote in my book, um, um, getting how to get past disappointment. I was dealing with the woman at the well and she says something to Jesus. She says, you know, I'm tired of being thirsty and I don't want to come back here again. And I think to myself, how many women are thirsty and don't want to come back here again? The cycles, the repetitive cycles that we experience in life. And what are we really thirsting for? Hmm. Do we really know? Yeah. What do you think are some of the things that you find? Because you just do ministry all over the world. And I know it's two men and women. And I know a lot of the books that you've authored, um, I think, the target was women mostly, but yeah, but men too. I wrote a couple men's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you you're brilliant at at uh, speaking with both audiences, and um, I'm curious as it relates to women. What are some of the things that you just continue to see women kind of caught up on, or um, kind of held bondage to, or mm-hmm. trapped in? Well, first of all, I mean, starting from my origin with with focusing on singles more. Um, You know, there's just still that whole quadrant of women who feel that their identity is wrapped up in being married or having a child, Um, that these are the marks of womanhood, that these are the proofs of womanhood. And um, so I would say that identity crisis is huge for women, who they really are and what makes them valid, what affirms their value. Right. Um, So that's huge. Um, And then I would say that probably the next big thing always for everyone is what is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, what am I bouncing around to do? Um, And I think that we make it much more difficult than it needs to be. Because when you think of that, you know, when you say, what is my purpose? It sounds like you should have some fabulous, huge, gargantuan title. You know, I am the the savior of the universe or (laughs) or something. And sometimes... (laughs) 
is something small but significant. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And so you having so much influence and such a huge platform, we were talking a little bit earlier, and I, I'm just absolutely amazed at someone who can squeak out one book, and you've squeaked <laughs> out at least 40, and you're traveling around the world, and you're a recording artist, and all. So, yes, and I look at someone's life who is super accomplished, See, I, I don't see that. That's so fascinating. Tell me more about that. I, I don't see that. For me, it's like, oh, how can I do more? How can I do more? I haven't done enough. What's wrong with me? I'm lazy. Wow. Wow. You know, so I, I you know, I've come to the conclusion none of us is really satisfied that, yeah. that there is the tyranny of the urgent. There is the enemy always sitting there saying, oh, really? You know, that's his specialty. His specialty is there to devalue us. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so we've got to find our value in, in, in God, you know. I mean, sometimes God is just fine with you getting up and doing nothing except saying hi to him. Mm. And that's a good day. Yeah. You know, but, but we've got this tyranny that we've got to be in this accomplishment mode all the time. And God said, I didn't make you a human doing. I made you a human being. Just Amen. be. Yeah. And it's so hard. And I think... Some of us can kind of grasp that and, and think, well, I know that, but like living the truth mm-hmm. of that and, you know, talk about like Satan's attacks, you know, in the last couple of days, I have just, he knows exactly where our area of mm-hmm. vulnerability is yes. and exactly how, especially for women, I think he can unwind mm-hmm. our worth, our value, our, yeah, our identity. Are we lovable? You know, all these other oh, things. Yeah. Am I enough? Right, right. And comparison. Comparison mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, it is huge. You know, it, it gets us in big trouble. And and God said, but I didn't create you to be that other person. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not like them. And so how how did you, you know, speaking of living a life unleashed, what what does that mean to you? And I'm just even curious to back up. And how did you find yourself on the trajectory that you're in and, and your your purpose and the lane that God has you in? I don't know if I found myself there. I, I you know, I, I just feel like a friend of mine says, you just remind me of Mr. Magoo. You just walking and stuff, just falling down <laughs> and you're completely oblivious. And, and, and that is my life. And I'm always telling God, God, why can't I be one of those strategic people that plans out my life and has my gold markers and my stuff on the wall that I'm going to accomplish? I feel like I'm always flying by the seat of my serendipitous pants. <laughs> and I just end up landing places. And it's like, I just fall into the middle of stuff and go, oh, is this where we are today? Okay, well, let's work this. But the thing about that is, <laughs> is you're in tune enough to see the opportunity in front of you and actually to step into it, right? Wouldn't you think that there's, I Maybe. mean, because I, I think there's got to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking there's there's practices that you have. And mm-hmm. I know you're a woman that deeply loves the Lord mm-hmm. and has just invested so much time in your relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, the thought that's just coming to me is that I think that we have to uh, be able to hear His voice, see the opportunity, because you could have stumbled, mm-hmm. you could have, Kind of well, kept going. Sometimes or... I go, did I miss it? You yeah. know, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know if we're ever completely certain. I'm glad that he's faithful enough to confirm, yes, it's me, and yes, I did tell you that. But sometimes stuff is so outrageous. I go, is that me or is that you? You know, I mean, like right now I'm doing rock music with you know 16 young people from Ghana, <laughs> and you know they're all in their 20s, and and they're like. We're trying to keep up with you, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how I got here. So you're being you. You're being who God created you to be and no one else. You're just like, I'm doing Michelle. That's it. And I think that 
When women stay true to what makes their heart beat, what gives them true joy, what fulfills them, what, what lights up their eyes, what, what their passion is, they will always be in the right spot because in the center of God's will, there is joy, there is peace, there is fulfillment and outrageous over the top fulfillment. You know, I mean, so I think that if if you're in a place where you feel like you're just you're just doing life and it's a dirge and it's heavy, you've taken on something God didn't assign to you. So just just do you just do you authentically. You know, when Jesus spoke to that woman at the well, he said, God's just looking for worshipers. And in the message version, it says something like it's not where you worship or what you do or who you are. It's just who you are before God to just authentically be yourself. God isn't asking for more than that. And I think we just stress ourselves out trying to prove to him that we're more or we're capable. He knows exactly how he wired us and what our capabilities are and what even our limitations are. And he put those things in place to keep us in a specific place so that we do a specific thing that fits into this beautiful kingdom's tapestry that creates an amazing picture when everybody's thread is in place. So how would you say for people who might be wondering, how do I discern the voice of God? Do you, how would you respond to that? Well, someone told me a long time ago when I was a new Christian and I said, well, how do you know the voice? He says, well, you're probably waiting for some like mystical voice. He's given you the mind of Christ. And as long as you practice um, being quiet with him, reading his word, so you know his mind, mm. Um, so that if you hear something contrary, you know that's not him. But other than that, if you've got an inkling in your spirit to do something, just do it. If it's not him, the Holy Spirit will check you. You'll get that, something told me not to do that. Hmm. And when you get that, something told me not to do that spirit, then don't do it. Right. You understand? But if you've got, if you feel a freedom and a peace, follow peace. That's always the clue as to if you're in the right place. And I think other people affirming, too. When, yes. we, when we step out, yes. other people affirm, like, wow, I really see you skilled at that. Well, sometimes I really see they it. don't. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes they don't. And that's why I always say, um, yes, it's good to have those confirmations. But even if they're not there, but you have tremendous peace, then you know that it's God. Because sometimes he calls you out on the water. And, and it's it has, just you. And it has to match his word. So that is a, always exactly. a good thing to make sure is this, would anything that I feel I'm, you know, being led to do by the spirit, is that anything contrary to God's word, mm-hmm. which is what you said, mm-hmm. which we have to be in God's word. So I love that you, yeah, that you it's affirm very, that. very, very important. You know, it says we have the mind of Christ, but how can you have the mind of Christ if you don't know Christ's mind? So you gotta, you've got to figure out what he's thinking about. So what do you do um, now as you're continuing to live your life unleashed? Mm-hmm. What if listeners are wondering what that looks like for them? What would be kind of Michelle's, maybe you should write a book on, on living unleashed or something like that. That I don't sounds know. interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, speaking of writing a book, um, someone was saying, well, are you writing? And I said, no, I haven't written anything in about four or five years now. So what do, what do you mean? And I was just talking to Priscilla Shire, you know, my little sister. And she said, yeah, because you were writing 18 books a year for 20 years, you know. And I said, yes, I mean, I've written over 40 something books. My brain was tired and I've tried to start writing. I've got tons of little ideas and I write them down, but I have had no nudge or push to really do it. And so I used to feel guilty about that. Mm. Um, But I've accepted that it's a different season for me right now. And I know in the back of my mind, I will get back to writing. And that at that point, it will be something very important. 
Um, and because I've rested, because God has really dealt with me about rest, um, and the reason that we rest is so that the fruit can become sweet and full again and get the nutrients back that make it rich and sweet. And I think sometimes we just keep going and going and hitting it and hitting it and everything becomes joyless and dry. And we don't even realize that we're out of season and we're wondering, why is God punishing me? No, you're punishing yourself. Hmm. So for me in this, in this time, living unleashed is about understanding the season I'm in and just dealing with, with what I have access to right now, what flows like oil for me. And I'm not pushing anything. If I, if I have to force it, I step back from it. That's an interesting distinction because how do we know, and I have wrestled with that before because I'm kind of like a get her done, you know, person and do whatever I can, but just trying to discern when am I trying to really push or force something to happen? Mm -hmm. And when am I legitimately maybe pushing past fear or so what, what would you say to that? Well, you know, if it's just hard and you know, there's, there's the iron, there's the brass gate, you know, and the iron bars, and you can push and push and just nothing happens and things dry up around it. Then you have to stop and say, God, what are you saying? And hear the voice, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes he allows things to dry up, to move us to another place. And we have to know when to do that. You know, um, for me, I, okay, I can use this example. I, I started a ministry in Ghana and we moved into a warehouse. And at first it was just liberating and it was wonderful. And then it started feeling like such a dirge and such a weight and things began to dry up and, and the people who had been uh, donating stopped donating. And then I knew it was time to move That's because good. when it was yeah. time to do it, everything was in place. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden things got really really hard. And it doesn't mean that everything that God assigns us to is easy. Right. But if it's, if it's difficult and there's peace, then you know to stay. But when something shifts in your spirit and it's like, then you know, it's time to release it. God wants to do something different. And that's okay. Because sometimes we insist, well, God told me to do this. Yeah, well, that was for that season. Now God's saying turn left. Which could be hard to let go of that season and to take a turn. Because like it's, God, I thought you wanted this. But it is about always being able to be in tune because he can can course correct or Mm -hmm. have us take a turn at any point. Yeah. And it may not make sense. Exactly. Because, you know, there was that lesson for that, that you're going to carry forward from that place. So that time wasn't wasted. You know, I mean, we birthed amazing music in that warehouse that I don't think would have come out any kind of way. It just had an atmosphere about it that just birthed some stuff that we needed to have to carry with us. Mm. You know, so I don't think it was a wasted time. But when it was time to go, it was time to go. And let me tell you that when it was time to go, he made provision for us to go. Wow. Wow. So you knew. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to be, again, in God's word, in prayer, in stillness and quiet time. Like life is so crazy Mm -hmm. and busy that how on earth are we going to even hear his voice if we're not asking and we don't even know what it sounds like. And and creating margin in our life, I think, is super challenging. And sometimes as a single person, I feel guilty because then I look at my friends who are moms and have kiddos running around. I'm like, they get no margin. Exactly. (laughs) Like it's much harder. But we have we have to create that margin in our lives to listen so that we know when to move, when yeah. to stay and when to go. It's true. And I, I'm learning to slow down because I, I've come to a realization that whatever doesn't get done today, guess what? It's still there tomorrow. It's not going anywhere. Hmm. 
What would you say to someone, just as we wrap up here, someone who might kind of be in a state of, you know, I sense that God has been asking me to do this, but I'm I'm really afraid to step out. What would you say? You really have no choice. (laughs) It will come to that, you know. So take the leap. When I moved to Ghana, I mean, God spoke to me very clearly and said, I want you to move to Ghana. I was like, ooh, Satan, I rebuke you. I know <laughs> you're not telling me to move there. But three weeks later, everything I owned was on a container going across the sea to Ghana. And he just told me, he said, I'm not going to tell you what I have for you. This is an act of obedience. Step it out. And I did. And it was the best decision I ever made. I've never been happier. And I go, wow, this is amazing. I didn't even see this coming. So it really comes down to, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. Then do you trust me? Mm. Yes, Lord, I do. Then if you love me and trust me, you'll obey me. Yeah. And as long as you do that, he's always got you. So you can't fail, mm. even when it's scary. I mean, that's the excitement of life. Come on, get out, live a little, live unleashed. That's what it's about. <laughs> yes, it is. And on that note... <laughs> Thank you for being a demonstration of Living Unleashed. You are just such a burst of energy. You, there's so many things that I just adore about you. And oh, I, I didn't you. say this in the opening, but um, gosh, I think I admired you from afar for the first time about 20 years ago. Wow. And at that time you were you were speaking on singleness. And I just really resonated because you, like you're the real deal. Mm-hmm. Like you're just authentic in who you are and you just don't hold anything back. And I'm just so grateful for that because you just have this relational ability. And even as I read your books, you're just, your listeners, your reader, people in your space just connect with who you are. So I'm just so grateful that you have heeded God, that you've listened to him and that you've followed him because all the things that are happening as a result of that Mm -hmm. and the way that God is working in and through you is just absolutely incredible. Tell tell our listeners, how can they learn more about what you're up to? Now, I think it's michellehammond.com is your website, right? Yes. And um, they can follow me. They can click on my Facebook page, which is Michelle McKinney Hammond. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at McKinney Hammond. So they can do that. And if they're interested in my ministry in Ghana, it's Relevance Life on all the social media. And I'm doing stuff for Roma Downey now, too, on lightworkers.com. So they can find me on lightworkers.com as well. Are those those little videos? Yes. I love, you crack me up. You were made for that. Awesome. I love doing them. She's been great. She sought me out. And that's the other thing. You know, you think sometimes when God's sending you somewhere that he's sending you off into obscurity. I was in Ghana. Roma found me in Ghana. I said, how did you find me? She said, I saw you on the internet. I thought you were fabulous. I was like, okay. So, you know, and and God is like that. He will just show off and say, oh, you think I can't put you where I want you? For me, if it's in my mind and I say, let it be, that's all it takes. So just follow him. Yeah. You know, just, I, 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 I think it comes with age. You know, I feel like an old woman now saying, I've been walking with Jesus for over 40 years, you know, but. If you're growing with him, you get to see different sides of him all the time and you learn to trust him daily. It just grows and grows as he continually just proves himself to you over and over again. Yeah, and brings opportunity our way and our response is to say yes. Yes. Whatever you're putting in front of me, I'm going to say yes, not knowing what's next but knowing that you've actually brought this to mind several times. Mm-hmm. And so I am, as you said, even earlier, I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to take that yeah. leap of faith. And one final thought is there, there was a time when I was talking to a, a mentor of mine, just telling her, I'm just afraid I'm going to miss what God has. And she looked me straight in the eye 
Do you think that you're bigger than God? Yeah. Do you think God's not big enough to get your attention? Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, thanks for reminding me, but God is big enough, but we have to be paying attention. Yeah. Well, love you, girl. So grateful. She's in Ghana now in Chicago and just gave <laughs> us the, the gave us the blessing of being in your space today. So thanks so much for being here. And you guys, we love you. And we're just standing for you and cheering you on. Whatever, what is that thing that is on your heart? It won't go away. Take the next step and see what God wants to do and let him get all the credit and all the glory. You are loved and we will see you next time. <laughs>